Today we're hanging out with my friend and mentor in affiliate marketing, in Amazon affiliate marketing, Doug Cunnington from nichesideproject.com. He has some huge success with his online business, creating niche websites, and we're going to talk about that and much more in today's uh, hangout. So what's going on everybody? Adrian Diaz here with Hasta La Vista Boss, the place where ambitious people like you and I, we talk about how to create a business online or offline or mix or both in order to create and we do this as a side hustle right as the, we still juggle a family a job or many jobs uh, and we do this in order to create passive income that hopefully will allow us to quit our jobs and uh, you know gain control of our lives so what's going on Doug thanks for coming hey. here it's awesome to have you <laughs> Hey, doing really well. It's an honor to be here. Thanks, Adrian, for having me. Man, this uh, this is so awesome, you know, because uh, if you guys don't know, Doug, uh, I've started uh, internet marketing uh, following Doug uh, course, and um, basically he's my mentor. And now, two years later, to actually have him on my YouTube channel, this is just this is just amazing. I I really can't believe it. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, Adrian, I mean, you did all this hard work. So, I mean, you started a YouTube channel and you were a success story multiple times <laughs> on my show. So, yeah, hats off to you. Thanks, thanks, man. I really, it's, it's really, uh, it's really an, an honor. And um, now I want to, um, I want to uh, ask you, Doug, first, uh, since this channel is about people who are trying to, uh, build a side hustle, you know, build a business of their own. Um, I'm interested to know, and I'm sure people will, will, you know, when they start typing on internet, how to make money online, they want to know how, how, uh, like, how did you start in, in, in this uh, journey? Like what made you, you know, pursue an online career? Sure. It was a lot like my early dating career. It was just, I didn't know what I was doing and there were a lot of mistakes along the way. But eventually I figured it out. So I actually found the Smart Passive Income podcast in 2013 and then just got obsessed with working online. In fact, I thought it was a scam at first, but <laughs> as I dug in and I saw Pat Flynn was a good guy, started following some other folks that were doing similar things, like Spencer Hawes and you know several others that were more active at the time. Maybe they aren't so much now, but yeah, I just kind of accidentally found my way into internet marketing. Didn't have any interest in making money online. Didn't think I was going to be an entrepreneur and just <laughs> slowly found my way into it. That's awesome. I mean, I've never heard this uh, accident before. Uh, like in my case, I, I started uh, this online journey because I want to, uh, like the channel says, get rid of the boss, but uh, not not because... I'm having a idiot boss, but because I want more freedom, I want the freedom to, uh, you know, be more with the family and and uh, travel more maybe, and stuff like that. But that's that's an interesting approach. I never heard that before. Um, do you uh, want to know people? Do you want to know people where can they can find more about you, Doug? So since I'm not sure if I'm gonna forget about this, but I really want to make this uh, clear at the beginning where people can find more about you. And what sure. you do. People are watching YouTube, so you can check out my YouTube channel. Just search for Doug Cunnington. I'm sure there will be a link in the description, or you can just find me. That is probably the best place if you dig video. If you like audio, check out my podcast. A lot of the same ideas, but it's longer form. And a lot of people seem to like the podcast better. I enjoy doing the podcast a little bit more. It's a little bit easier than doing yeah, video. <laughs> so, and then the other place is nichesiteproject.com, which is my blog. That's sort of the actual like home base. And I think most valuable information. And it's like going sort of like the highest technology versus the, you know, just the written word, but I think there's more nuance to the blog. So you can check out all those places and they're all interlinked together. So that's awesome. Definitely, definitely check out the, I'll, I'll def when I finish this, uh, hangout, I'll put the links in the description, everybody. So you can check out all those, uh, he, as he, Doug, he said, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, restructuring his website for the last few months and, uh, you know, the information in there, it's, it's just 
all you need if you want to learn uh, if you want to get into affiliate marketing or marketing in general online uh, awesome stuff Doug thanks for thanks for sharing that I want to take a quick second if you don't mind to welcome everybody here on the chat on YouTube um, we have Alex Mugs, we have Paul we have Velin fix uh, who else is in here um, if you want to say hi say hi guys everybody in the chat if you have questions for Doug again please let them uh, put them those questions in the chat and if you want to join us here on the live stream to ask Doug a question live just Google hasta la vista boss find the Facebook group join in the Facebook group and then on the wall you're gonna find the link to this uh, zoom meeting and uh, it will be really uh, cool to have you on all right let um, uh, let me ask uh, Doug what was uh, <laughs> um, there's there's this question that many people in in at least where in my industry you know in construction you know it's not a very it's not a very easy uh, industry to work on and you know many people hate their job uh, and that's one of the reasons they actually start to get into you know start to read books some people they want to invest in some uh, kind of stuff uh, what was the thing that you most hated about your job so I don't know looking back mm -hmm. I don't know if I would describe anything as I hated like it. hated yeah like yeah so I have a more positive outlook than other people which, that's awesome yeah that's awesome <laughs> you know whatever whatever that means I when I was in the trenches when I was doing stuff I definitely didn't like certain things. Part of that was like politics. Mm -hmm. So, and it manifests itself in many ways. So you have politics for promotions. You have politics for your session, um, just whatever meeting you happen to be in. And I, sorry, I, I haven't done one of these live Zoom. So can just random people just join and hop in the room? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but they're gonna stay uh, muted and, um... If they have question, we're gonna let them uh, ask a question. Okay, that's bold. Absolutely bananas. <laughs> okay, I will click away from the window so I don't get distracted. Okay, so basically, I didn't enjoy a lot of the politics that that pop up, and then you end up with like a bureaucracy that you have to deal with. So promotion, raises, all those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I didn't like certain portions of it, but. The biggest thing, again, I maybe wouldn't describe it as hate, but basically the lack of freedom. You don't right. get to choose what you're working on. Right now, if I have an idea and I'm thinking, hey, I want to try it out, which there's a few things we're probably going to talk about, Adrian, for sure, based on you know current events in the affiliate marketing world. But if I have an idea, I can think of it, try it. I don't have to get permission. I could just execute on it in days or less that's that's uh that's what is all about you know becoming uh, your own boss you 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 are the owner of your own decisions right so like um like you were saying if you want you have an idea you don't have to go to your boss hey what do you think about this huh and uh, he will probably say oh yeah that idea is shit you know just forget about it <laughs> <coughs> Yep. And I definitely, you know, I got laid off in 2015 after a couple of years of doing my side hustle. And that I think that was one of the reasons why I got laid off because I used to play by the rules and I was like, Hey, I have an idea. Can I try it out? And they're like, well, we've been doing it this way for a really long time. So no, you can't try it out, but thanks for bringing that to our attention. Oh, then I, I actually had enough uh, autonomy that I just started doing things that I wanted to try. So I would test it out and things would work, things would fail. But a lot of times, I mean, one of the best ones, it was a person on my team. They brought an idea to me and I was like, sure, you want to try it out? Like, tell me the plan, tell me the success points. And then I let them try it for like six months. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I got laid <laughs> off. I mean, it like not that specific case, but just the fact that I was doing things because I wanted to try them out yeah. and I didn't go through the proper channels anymore. You went rogue. You went black hat. <laughs> I didn't go black hat. I, 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 uh, I think that's a different term. So that, that's always debatable, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you define black hat? Uh, black hat is 
just breaking the terms of service of Google or any property that you use. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything illegal. It's just against the rules if you want. Oh, so I think black hat is actually against the law. So is it? I I mean, look it up afterwards. Who's who's our fact checker? Because I don't know. I didn't look it up beforehand. So um, I always interpreted black hat as actually illegal, actually like hacking someone's site, mm-hmm. doing something where you could have like criminal charges. Anything short of that is gray hat. I but, know a few people. I mean, not personally. I know people who are doing black hat on YouTube that are getting um that are getting every now and then sued and that person has a team of lawyers all the time available because they're doing this kind of activity but those are like uh, you're saying they're into hacking those they're just extreme you know black hat i have other guys that i know they're black hat then they just breaking the terms of service of google like using pbns or or just building links in general you know it's that's against uh, google uh uh, terms of service. So whatever you do against that, that makes you black hat. That doesn't make you a white hat anymore. <laughs> sure, sure. And I came from a corporate background, mm-hmm. management consulting. So at least in the area that I was in, I wasn't in IT security. So right. we never used any terms like white or black hat. I see. I see. I think this is just, uh, I don't know when the, where this came from, but I believe it was uh, at the beginning of uh, I have no idea. I'm not even going to comment. <laughs> um, yeah. I took, I took us off track. So yeah. What, what do you, what else you got going on there? Well, um, I want to ask you, uh, like what was some of the most, some of the things that you most struggled at, at the beginning of your, uh, online career, if you want. Uh, I mean, I know you don't have kids, but I know you have, um, I know you have a wife, you had a job, of course, and that was uh, uh, not helping you moving forward faster, I guess. But what was some of your um, struggles at the beginning? What uh, was things that would, uh, you know, stop you in, in moving forward? I think some of the bigger things were around changes in how people would implement things. Mm-hmm. We're going through that right now. Yeah as well because there's changes to the Amazon affiliate world. And when I got started in 2013, there were some guides out there that did the gray hat link building. So I got mixed up deep in that. I mean, I actually followed Pat Flynn's original and Pat Flynn's like totally white hat. Now I love the dude. Just I'm top fan. (laughs) And he is, he he was doing the stuff that worked back then. And so was Spencer Hawes and several other people. And those things that worked were gray hat. They were buying links from Fiverr. They were PBNs, private blog networks, and a few other things like that. So I was implementing what people were teaching. And then, you know, I had pretty good success in a short time frame, And then I got a Google penalty. And that mm-hmm. happened a couple of times until around late 2014, early 2015. I, I thought I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't want to have that risk, even though I know potentially it can work even still today in 2020, the risk level isn't worth it to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's up to each individual. So I would say, the, the changing landscape of how to have a successful website, a successful business based on SEO, it shifts and it changes all the time. So it's virtually the same kind of struggles that people would have. Now, you alluded to, you know, the time frame, and I was doing, you know, I was traveling some, I was doing uh, long hours, often, you know, 10 to 12 hour days, sometimes on weekends, it wasn't always like that. But Consulting, IT consulting is often pretty rigorous and mm-hmm. you're, you're not exactly <laughs> on call, but you may, you may get calls on a Sunday morning or something like that. So I didn't particularly have a big issue with that just because I prioritized the business. So when I was running short on you know productive hours, I would wake up early. I'd wake up at four in the morning, work for a couple hours on my own stuff, and then start my my full time job, and I did that for a while. It wasn't the right. best, you know, lifestyle uh, choice, and you know, sleep is really important. So that 
I mean, I, I think it's just a choice in prioritizing. Yeah, I know if you got five kids and, you know, your, your parents live with you and you need to help, help them out, but everyone just has to prioritize what's important to them. And I mean, sometimes you don't have much give, but a lot of times you just have to stop watching so much television. Don't play so many games, (laughs) just trim out the, the fat. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, that's, I was actually watching a, a hangout I'd done with Marty like a few months back and we were talking about the same thing. You know, if you want to, if you want to make it, especially at the beginning when it's hard, you need to learn so many, so many things and you need to, uh, 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 absorb all this information and then apply it well you need to kind of you know put in balance what do you want to do where you want to be you know you cannot be on playstation for three hours uh, if you have if you want to be you know successful and be free in three years time you know the longer you play playstation the the, <laughs> the longer it's gonna take you to to become free and achieve your goals um what the, you know, I'm curious to know, what were your friends uh, saying about this uh, side hustle thing at the beginning? Do you remember? I have, I have, because the reason I'm asking is, I always ask this is because some friends of my family didn't like it. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Friends were laughing because I was making like two, three bucks per month commissions and all that. <laughs> sure. So I think early on, I can't remember how soon I let my friends know about it, but I think maybe once I was making a few hundred bucks a month. So for, for me, I mean, I'm an exception case, I guess, the more I talk to people, but within, I don't know, two or three months I was making, you know, three to $500 per month and it it was growing very fast. Wow. And it was a different time back then. And I don't, I don't think I'm special. You were just doing PBNs at that time. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Stuff like that. So (laughs) Basically, um, I think they were moderately interested and most of my friends, for whatever reason, they actually have more entrepreneurial drive. So they, they were like, Hey, maybe you could do this. Maybe you could do that. But they were always thinking bigger. They're like, Oh, that's an interesting little thing. But Mm -hmm. once I was making, you know, replacement income, then they were like, Oh, this is actually like a, a real, a real thing out there. So um, no one really, I, I didn't bring it to anyone's attention right. before I was doing anything interesting. So that made it easier if I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'm actually making a car payments worth. So no one can argue with that. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she was like, so what are these sites and how do you make money and who's paying you? And I mean, she, she was like, uh, I'm not sure, but she was supportive. Um, you know, while I had a full-time job. Once I didn't have a full-time job, she was less interested in, <laughs> in me working online. But yeah, I think by the time I told people about it, I was already doing something where almost anyone would consider it successful. I see. I see what you mean. Um, what the, Now that you are doing this for a few years now and you've been successful, very successful for, for, for a few years now, can you tell us, the, those that we are not there yet, what are the pros and cons of being your own boss? The pros I alluded to earlier, where you just, you have freedom with your time. You have freedom with the things you're going to work on. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. There's no, there's no way to describe that, especially if you've had a corporate job and I, I came up through, you know, college and had an internship and it was always, you know, an IT fairly structured organization and the, the politics I saw, you know, right up front in my internships in college. So just that freedom is absolutely amazing. And it it goes from what you want to work on to how you shape your day. If you want to work four hours a day, three days a week, you can do it. Last year, I took about three months off. I I didn't even have it planned. (laughs) Wow. I took about three months off. One was a epic road trip. I had uh, some family uh, illness that I had to take care of back in Atlanta as well. And just, you know, that stuff is absolutely priceless. Some of the other areas like this month or sorry, this year, I took about a month off from moving. So we just moved to a new home. This is my new, new office. This is Congrats. One of the first people, Congrats. Adrian, to check it out. Thanks. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, just those items alone are absolutely amazing. Now, as far as cons, you, it's like a double-edged sword. So you pick what you want to work on 
And if it doesn't work that well, there's no one to blame but you. You can't blame the market. You can't blame anything. It's your fault, 100%. So you have to take ownership on it and you have to figure out how to, you know, pivot, make it work and, you know, move forward. Again, you, you can't blame anyone. Now, if you're in a recession period like this, mm -hmm. you know, this came out of nowhere. We were in a, you know, just an amazing bull market for 10 years. I perhaps I started my online business when it was, you know, an easy time because there was just a lot of growth happening. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to shake out, but I mean, when you hit a recession, then you have to figure out what to do. Now, one thing I'm glad is I, I chose not to have a big team. If I had a payroll and if I had full-time employees, I have a few assistants, but if I had full-time employees, I'd be really struggling trying to figure out, okay, how is this going to shape out in six, 12, 18 months? Do I need to you know, cut hours? How do I need to adjust to mm -hmm. make sure that either... I'm still in business or they can still work for me, but I have a lean team and then that, that enables a lot of, uh, you know, flexibility for a recession period like this. Awesome. Yeah. There's, um, um, I know that you are very, uh, famous in the community, uh, for your affiliate marketing success. I want to know if you have, if, have you tried anything else before, uh, affiliate marketing and, um, or maybe after you had some success with uh, with your affiliate marketing, have you tried any other stuff online and um, like, I don't know, uh, local SEO or other services? I've tried a few things and I, I usually just don't talk about too many of them or people don't want to hear about it. Now, <laughs> that's another, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to the, the actual question in a second, but on YouTube, people and the algorithm want to hear about the same things over and over again. So you find me talking about keyword research over and over again, affiliate marketing again and again. And I mean, I'm happy to do it, right? Because people do want to know. Mm -hmm. However, I dabbled a little bit with display ads in the very beginning. I tried AdSense and it was moderately successful. But once I hit the affiliate marketing area, I made a lot more with the same amount of traffic. So I kind of just stuck with what worked and just kept iterating on that. Now, when I got laid off, I didn't have full-time replacement income at the time. So I needed to take a beat, figure out what I wanted to work on. And this is not the way to do it, by the way, but I tried several different business models all at the same time. So I, I had a course and a couple, actually a couple of courses that I, tried to, you know, rekindle and see if people were interested. I started a service business and I did some freelance SEO consulting as well. The service business was around guest posting, which is easily a six figure business. I mean, I was on track for that. I stuck with it for about, I would say four to six months mm -hmm. and I just didn't like the work. So I got out of it. And I think a lot of service businesses are great if they support something that you already know uh, know about like affiliate marketing so you can do content you could build sites you can create um, some sort of a you know a technical seo or sorry a technical service or an seo service all around supporting affiliate marketers and there are huge companies that do that so i just didn't enjoy the work you have to deal with clients and i if it worked right if if my service-based business is successful or an agency is successful, you have a bunch of employees. You have org chart and I just didn't want to go back to that. So affiliate marketing has been great because it's generally hands off almost all the time. I mean, it depends on how you're doing your affiliate <laughs> marketing, but it, oftentimes it's very hands off. Yeah, it's hands off and it doesn't uh, require much, uh, much, um... You know, especially when you start, it doesn't require a lot of investment. It doesn't necessarily require a lot of uh, knowledge. Uh, if if you just follow a blueprint, like I followed uh, in your course, Five Figure Niche Site, <coughs> you know that reduces that reduces the amount of uh, of of um, rabbit holes that you go in and out, in and out, <laughs> without actually fund, uh, funding any any uh, thing that you can use. 
Um, I, I, you mentioned uh, that you have a few courses. I do remember when you, um, when I started to follow you on YouTube, a uh, long time ago, uh, when you, I started to follow you, you were having 1,100 people, uh, 1,100 subscribers, and now <laughs> many, many thousands. But um, I remember you having some calls with uh, Rob Atkins, um, and or, or Rob Atkins or Atkinson. 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 There you go. And uh, you uh, will helping him, like you're doing some coaching with him, um, uh, trying to help him to organize his business and scale it. And I find that to be very, very helpful at that time. And I want to ask you: Do you want? Do you have any tips on how we can organize ourselves in order to, uh, you know, be more productive? Especially when at the beginning, so much knowledge that we need to acquire, so much things going on. Do you have some tips how to get organized? Sure. You know, part of it is just writing down and figuring out what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So just this past week, I was putting together j just some materials for some other project. Right. It's confidential right now. Right. So I'm working with some folks to, you know, put some project together. And I, I've been thinking about it for a few days. And it seemed overwhelming. I was like, oh, there's so much to do. And I have a lot of other work that I was planning on doing. So it just felt like it really weighed on me and it was sort of disorganized. Then I spent 45 minutes and wrote an outline about what the project was all about. And I got all those ideas out of my head. And what was happening is I, like something would pop up and I'm like, oh yeah, there's this part. And then something else would pop up later in the day. And this was happening constantly over the course of you know, a week or so. So it was really overwhelming. And I thought, this is just a huge amount of work. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. Once I wrote it down, I was like, this isn't so bad. It only took me 45 minutes. I didn't have any other distractions. And now I feel really good about it. I'm like, this is a doable project in the time frame that we have available. So if you are feeling overwhelmed and you're thinking, I just learned all this stuff from a course that I took, or maybe you read a bunch of blog posts and a few podcasts and you're thinking there must be, you know, 80 things that I need to do or 800. I have no idea if you just sit and write everything down and then have it doesn't even need to be organized, by the way. You can organize it later. That usually will bring a lot of clarity. Now, step two is you actually go and look and maybe group it together. Okay. There's a few tools that make it easier. But, I mean, I literally love working on just a legal pad. You can write it out all out of order and then copy it to a new sheet. Maybe then after you do one revision, then you could type it into whatever you want to. And I know some people are thinking, well, I only work on you know the notes app on my phone or Evernote or whatever. Sure, do do whatever you want. It doesn't the medium doesn't really matter. You can dictate it to someone and they can write it down for you. But if you just get it out of your head, then you have a better chance of organizing it. Once you organize it a bit, then you could put some priorities and maybe a timeline around it. But mm -hmm. It's just a little step-by-step. Step. You you could try to do all of those three things all at one time, but that's where you end up getting overwhelmed, at least for me. So get all those ideas out, organize it a little bit, and then put a timeline on it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I kind of do that as well now. The Two years later, you know, uh, I've acquired a lot of knowledge and, uh, and skills from other people that are more successful than myself, and this is one of them. So I always share this with people, you know, just get some notes, get a whiteboard, get something and get those ideas out of, out of your head. <coughs> and, uh, that was really helpful. Uh, Doug, I, as well, you're very famous for something that you coined as KGR keyword golden ratio. Um, for those of you who, uh, who don't know what that is, you want to tell us what that is? Sure. It's a data driven way to find keywords that are generally underserved on the internet. So slightly technical, so I'm not going to try and explain a, a formula out loud, but you could go, go find it. Typically, just in layman's terms, you're trying to find if there are any websites, any web pages on the whole internet that are actually using a specific search phrase in the title. Mm -hmm. And if there aren't too many, then good chance that you'll be able to rank for it if you publish something. 
I sweet. I actually want to do something cool here on the screen just to kind of show off a little bit my technology. Uh, and uh, I want to share my screen uh, quickly, Doug, with uh, you and with everybody. And I want to uh, do a quick uh, example of uh, how to calculate the KGR. Uh, of course, I choose a silly keyword so no one can go ahead and steal this niche. <laughs> but uh, if you, uh, if you uh, let's say you have this keyword, um, like Doug was saying, uh, you have this keyword here, and uh, um, uh, the calculation for the uh, KGR is KGR equals to um, how much was it, Doug? The um, the all in title. All in title. All in title uh, divided by the search the volume of the keyword. Right. So. This is this would be our um, this is what we need to calculate now. So this keyword here, for example, best smartphone under fifteen thousand, whatever money that is, <laughs> uh, you'll have to come down here and you calculate it this way. KGR equals to uh, all in title. We have to do the the uh, search operator. One sec, we need to do the search operator and this by the way uh, Doug is covering all this on his course five figure niche site um, and there's a link in the description if you, if you want to check it out I've done a review as well if you guys want to check the, his course out and what's uh, what's inside but um, all in is this right all all in title call in and the keyword uh, of course we have 13,000 13,000 um, uh, all in title, 13,000, I'm just going to run it up, 13,000 uh, divided by the volume of the keyword, which is 190. And if I bring my calculator up, which should be here somewhere, where are you, calculator? Uh, that's... 13,000 divided by this is actually a very bad example uh, so that would be a that would be your uh, calculation of the KGI is 68 I'm not yeah, and you want it to be under 0.25. So let me give you a tip if you want this to work out better. Yeah. Just put dollars like search for $15,000 like 15,000 after it, right? Or dollars? Sure. I think Google can figure oh, yeah. that out. Oh, yeah. So you have one result. So you'll have one result here. So you, you'll calculate again the KGR, and the KGR will be. Uh, where is this? Uh, it's under 0 0.01. So we could just round. There's no yeah. need to calculate the whole thing yeah it's under one uh, 0.1 0.01 yeah yeah it's very low so if if you have the if you find keywords that are uh, according to the calculation you do this calculation here uh, all in title divided by volume uh, the keyword of, of the volume if the result is uh, 0.25 or less right then that's a good keyword uh, usually right this is a good keyword to go for if it's over 0 0.25, it's still doable, but you're gonna have some uh, you're gonna have some competition. Maybe you're gonna need some backlinks. Maybe you're not gonna rank straight away on page one or two. Uh, is that correct, Doug? More or less. Yeah. Yes. There's there's a little more nuance, and depending on honestly, if you're new to SEO and keyword research. This is a very good guide. KGR is, is something that you could use and feel confident when you're targeting keyword phrases. Now, one interesting thing, and Adrian, I know you're, you're uh, friendly with like Kyle Roof and some of the people at Internet Marketing Gold, as, yep. I, as I am as well. Yep. So those are like pretty advanced people in general. It's an advanced audience. So when I was getting questions over there, they, they were saying, oh, this is not very interesting. It's kind of bad advice. And if you're really advanced to SEO, then 
yeah, you're probably already doing something like this in some mechanism. Usually you're doing something a little bit different, but maybe you do look at all a title mm -hmm. or maybe you use some other keyword difficulty, long tail searching strategy. All those are fine. And a lot of people, for some reason, think I'm very dogmatic about KGR, but, but I'm not. I actually, I'm pretty agnostic. I mean, it's a great tool to use, but I've never said, hey, you have to use this. You always have to use it. And I, I mean, I personally use many different methods. Again, it's a tool in the tool shed. So if you're brand new to SEO and you're brand new to keyword research, check out the KGR. It's a great way to simplify your keyword research. But if you're really advanced and you're thinking, Doug, this is uh, kind of, it doesn't quite make sense, then may maybe you're, you know, you're beyond so it. It doesn't Doug, mean that this... I haven't had people contact me and say, hey, I run an SEO agency and I started a site and now I make, you know, $5,000 a month extra on the side because I use KGR on a site that needed a little push in a certain right. direction. So I think there could be a little bit more to it than just, you know, publishing, uh, you know, publishing content that's low search volume. Yeah, sure. I mean, some people would think, hey, it's a waste of time. But if you have a site in place and you need to, you know, kickstart it, restart it, maybe you just purchased a brand new site and you want to really get more traffic and boost some of the rankings. It's a really good way to just pull up your overall rankings because you could do a lot more internal linking from your KGR terms that are ranking really well. Yeah, I've, I've used the, the KGR, um, of course, for uh, because I've, I'm a student of Doug. I've, um, I've, uh, I know other friends like Marty McLeod and other successful students of uh, Doug. Uh, they've used this, um, they've used uh, this uh, technique of finding uh, low-hanging fruits, and uh, we've had, uh, you know, decent success with this. Um, some more than others. Uh, Marty, by the way, he quit his job last year, and uh, uh, that was awesome. And um, let me quickly shift. I had an issue here <laughs> with the screen. I, I wasn't sure what to look at. There's lots of technology, guys. I'm sorry if I mess up uh, any, any, any now and then. Uh, let me quickly uh, take us to the chat. Uh, Doug, if you don't mind, there's a couple of questions I want to address. Uh, quickly before we move on um, uh, so with a not a uh, serp test is asking here with an automated version of this uh, would be of help I'm guessing he's talking about an automated version of the uh, KGR uh, a way of doing the KGR automatically maybe a tool or yeah. something yeah I think a lot of people, I mean, I get that question all the time because people want to do this faster, just like anything else. So there's a couple issues. One, a lot of people that are looking for a free way to do keyword research don't really want to pay for a service. But a lot of people do ask. And I know some people have developed their own. It's not a very, I mean, I have a software background. This is not a hard problem to solve. Mm -hmm. You can do this on your own with some scripts. It's not that difficult. So um, SERP test, would it be of help? Yes. Would it be profitable? I don't know. Selling software is difficult. Selling a service is difficult. And even if there's a great market for it, it doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it. And I mean, you seem like a, I mean, you're asking, Hey, I, I could automate it. I'm smart. I could do it. Yeah. Shitload of people can. That's great. Um, but the hard part is not the technical problem to solve. We could sketch it out in like three minutes, but to sell something is really hard to sell to a market that doesn't want to spend money. That's even harder. So I think it, it you could test it out and there's a lot of, I mean, it's interesting. There are companies out there, that either do a service. If you go to Fiverr, there's a bunch of people. I mean, I try to get them to take my picture down because I don't know <laughs> who they are, but they're like, hey, well, I'll, I'll do Doug Cunnington's KGR service for you for blah, blah, blah. So there's a market for sure. Selling it, I don't know. I see what you mean. I, I, there are, as, as you were saying, the, the services out there, even uh, the guys at Human Proof Designs, I think they're doing it as well. They, they have a service for that. And I've heard many people being very happy about that. 
I mean, I would be happy as well to pay for someone uh, for the time it takes some time for you to do all this keyword research and then put it all together in a spreadsheet and then make it. Uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> well, and I've done this. I've done this a lot. You know, I, perhaps I'm one of the experts on it since I made it up. <laughs> for but, sure. I mean, you can once you get used to it and once you kind of know where to look. It's not very hard. I mean, if you need to find 500 of them, then sure, it takes a while. But if you want to publish, you know, one per day or maybe even three per day, it's not really that hard to find three KGR terms in a few minutes. So unless you're doing some kind of crazy huge content spread, you really, you know, you don't need to automate it. So I see. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Um uh, I have this question that comes all the time and I'm sure it comes all the time on, on your live streams as well is how do you go about choosing a niche for an affiliate website? Is there a secret? <laughs> no. And you know what? I, I typically, I hardly even answer this one because there's so much that has been said about it. So you, you came at me sideways here, Adrian, and, and tricked me. Basically, um, a couple of the biggest things are make sure that there's a market out there where people are spending money. Mm -hmm. So back to the, you know, thing that I mentioned before about a, a market being there, but if it's a market that doesn't want to spend money could be a little bit tough. So let's say you want to start a site on being frugal and you want to sell a course about being frugal. Well, that's a terrible idea because people that want to be frugal probably don't want to spend money. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, Hey, spend money on a course, like you're probably not going to be able to charge much and there's probably not going to be that many people that want, want to buy it. Even if there's a huge market, there is a huge market, by the way, for people that want to be frugal, but they're not going to spend much money. They probably don't potentially, they may not have much anyway. So you do have to make sure there's products. And then, you know, the other part is, um, you know, a market fit kind of with, you know, the products, the market that you have, and then your, your interest as well. Generally, things are going to be a little bit difficult. Like, like I mentioned, a SERP test over there, you know, just because there's a, a market out there doesn't mean uh, it's going to be interesting. So if you don't really care too much about this, you know, specific piece of keyword research strategy, <laughs> you'll probably get bored. I talked about KGR for several years before or at least a few years before anyone paid much attention. And then once people did pay attention, you know, some folks were like, did you really come up with that idea? <laughs> and I, I was on uh, Spencer Hawes niche pursuits podcast in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he, he was like, Hey, Doug, did you come up with that on your own? Or Is did you listen idea? to one of my podcast? Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I explained it so people could check out that show, but basically I, I talked about it and I marketed and I, I showed people that it was a valuable piece of information before anyone paid attention. So how do you find, how do you find a niche? Make sure there's products, make sure there's a market and hopefully you're a little bit interested in it. Great, great answer there, Doug. Thanks very much. Uh, um, I want to ask you now something that everybody is talking about now and is the shit storm that Amazon has created for the affiliate marketing, uh, for the affiliate marketing space. Everybody now go, went nuts because Amazon reduced the fees. Um, and actually they've, they've reduced quite a lot. My side was affected because I was, um, in tools, you know, I'm construction guy. So, uh, that I thought that was a good niche for me to go in because I have experience with them. Uh, but, uh, it used to be 5.5. .5, now it's 3%. Uh, I'm lucky that in other places uh, I advertise other products that they're not tools and the commission is a bit higher, but we'll see how that will go. So I have loads of questions for you, Doug, on this section here. <laughs> like, first of all, what that means for people that have um, businesses around Amazon affiliate program, like you have a course. Um, and other guys, they sell uh, pre-made websites for Amazon. Um, what that means for you guys? It's, it's this something that is going to be like negative or how that will affect you in the future? I'm not just impacted from 
the course aspect and a lot of my business is around Amazon affiliate, but I actually have websites out there and a good chunk of my money was coming from Amazon affiliate sites. So it impacts me across the board. Very big hit. You know, the last time one of these came through 2017, March of 2017, my revenue went down by roughly 35%, something mm -hmm. like that. So definitely a huge impact to me. Now, you know, your question, is it going to be a big hit? You know, what do, what do you people need to do? Um, well, we're going to have to pivot and think about that. So one of the first things that I did, because I have existing students like you, Adrian, Marty, a bunch of other people on the channel um, that I've interviewed as success stories, plus dozens of others, I, I was like, all right, I got to take care of these students. So held a quick webinar, let everyone know what I was going to do. So I'm like adding course material to allow people with sites that are making money to hopefully, I mean, you may not be able to replace the revenue that you're losing. Probably not, but there are some strategies and some things that you can do to help out. Get a little more money from the, the traffic that you have, maybe boost your traffic in a couple other ways and just, you know, adjust because you, you have to at mm -hmm. this point mm -hmm. as affiliates with Amazon, Amazon's so huge. We have literally no leverage. I'm pretty sure they don't care. I know. Sure. We send some traffic, but in a lot of ways, like they'll be able to do it without us. So you have to pivot. Now for me personally, I was actually, I mean, I, I didn't want this to happen of course, but I was complacent in a lot of ways with my own personal affiliate sites where maybe I wasn't uh, doing enough to diversify income. Mm -hmm. It was only in the last you know, couple of years where I actually put display ads and would make money. And I was very conservative with it, by the way. So I, was, I didn't want to have too many ads on my site because I don't really like to go to a website that has ads myself. So I was a little bit muted as far as display ads, but there are a lot of different ways to monetize the site. So I, I am adding to the course to make it a little bit more blended as far as a monetization strategy. So that was number one. And then number two, I was also complacent in that, you know, you asked earlier, what other business models have I yeah. done? Yeah. I've done a lot. I, I do a lot of other things and I could, I've thought about teaching other stuff for a while, but I just kind of, I didn't need to, I was just waiting around and, you know, I got a, you know, five, uh, yeah, maybe five or six course ideas that I could like get into pretty quickly. And not only, you know, not just from a conceptual standpoint, because I know people that do courses that are literally like just regurgitating what they've read or learned yeah. from other people yeah. and they haven't executed. And I've actually executed on some things. Now, I may not have as rich of uh, case studies as uh, affiliate marketing, which I've done a lot more of, but I have started service businesses. I've done freelance consulting. I started a YouTube channel. I've done podcasting. I've created multiple courses. I didn't even realize it, but I think I've done four total and iterated. So I, I kind of know my way around a few other areas. So you got to pivot. And I think, you know, in the long run, I mean, I, I just have to look at it in a positive light, but in a lot of ways, this is an opportunity because things are shifting. The big players, I mean, I'm not a very big player myself, but the big players are also having to adjust as well. So there's a lot of scrambling going on right now. And there's some people like some of the service-based businesses. I mean, I don't know we're all biased, right? We're all biased in yeah. some ways. <laughs> and I read some stuff from service-based businesses where I'm like, I, I mean, they're not saying that they're biased, which I think it could be important for transparency to just say, Hey, my opinion's a little bit colored by the fact that, you know, this is what we sell, but I mean, this is going to change the way people get into affiliate marketing. Now I think Amazon's still probably, the best option for beginners most of the time for people that want to get into a side hustle. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, um, um, you mentioned that, uh, uh, diversifying, uh, and, uh, being honest about, um, being affected about this change in Amazon, uh, uh, fees and all that. Um, 
I'm really, really happy that uh, about your reaction because most people would say, would start to say, no, Amazon number one, oh, this number one. And you say that, hey, yeah, it's going to affect us, so we need to kind of shift, you know, uh, and because... And uh, because you have a product, you know, you, you teach people how to build websites with Amazon and, and niche websites and monetize them with Amazon. Um, I would have expected you to say, no, 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 you know, number one, Amazon, nothing happened, you know, just close your eyes, nothing happened. But it's true. So now I'm curious. To, I can't wait to see what you come up with um, with uh, in, in the course to kind of... Um, Add on top of Amazon. Is that what uh, you try? You're gonna try to do, like maybe create a new section, a new module on the course, uh, talking about how to put ads on a site, or maybe how to <clears throat> get some uh, other products from other uh, places. Is that is that um, what you're gonna do? Yep, more or less. So a little bit more nuanced than that, but mm -hmm. yeah, make money in other ways get more money from what you have in place and just thinking a little bit more broadly about the, the full business model. Right. So in a lot of ways, and, and the course was designed in a specific way for mm -hmm. Amazon affiliate marketing. And I think it will still stand and it needs to be that way because it gets exponentially more complicated. It doesn't seem like it would, but if, if I started to say, hey, you can go to ClickBank and get info products and you could put display ads on there. And you know what? You can start an email list and you can come up with your own products and you can do a course. Well, you can see all of a sudden, it's very hard to figure out what to focus on. Yeah. And True. part of the magic of the course is it's concise. It is not as long as some other courses. It has a lot of content. And a lot of that content is live streams and me answering questions, right? I At love this those. point in time. Very valuable. Hard to explain how valuable those are. But the, the biggest thing is the course, Five Figure Niche Site, is concise. It tells you that you're going to learn how to do X, not X, Y, Z, A, B, C. It's, it's concise. And then you can layer on things later. There's some advanced sections on that. But yeah, in the short term, I'm figuring out how to serve the existing students that are making money and what they can do to, you know, kind of pivot a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, there's going to be new stuff on the horizon and any new students that are coming up. And if I had a few email me, you know, there's some people say, Hey, you know what? I want a refund. And I'm lenient on <laughs> refunds. I give them a refund. That's fine. And some other folks say, well, I'm just getting started anyway. And, you know, I really like how you're going to add to the content. And I, I appreciate that and I'm, I'm going to stick with it and see how it shakes out. So there's, there's both sides of the coin there and it's a, it's a weird time. So like I said, I'm flexible with the refunds these days. Yeah. But I tell you what, the most important thing to me, the, uh, and I share this every time I talk about you and your course, the most important thing for me was that I found someone who will going to teach me, uh, from A to B and how to get from A to B and everything in between. And that was the only thing that I was worried about. I didn't care about the money that I'm going to put into the course. Uh, so I didn't, uh, the only thing I wanted to know is how people are making money online. Because I, I didn't know. I didn't know how they do it. Just like you were mentioning your wife. How, so how do, what do you do basically? <laughs> uh, but once I got into it, you see now uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm into many other stuff. Uh, I'm I'm even doing uh, testings on SEO, uh, sorry SEO tests on uh, on Google algorithms and and I'm I'm not ex exact. I'm not there like uh, out of the rat race, but I know that in the uh, what I'm learning is gonna be like very very um, helpful in the future for me. So I'm gonna be like a more complete marketer if you want with many skills. Um, and this is another thing that I wanted to ask you, because um, when I share my income streams now, I'm uh, not yeah income, not income streams, uh, my income reports. Like each month, I do a video about it. So I have um, different uh, affiliate programs that I'm into. Uh, I'm doing some merch. I'm trying to do some merch by Amazon. <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to. I have some property that I'm renting. So let's talk about a little bit about 
uh, diversi diversification if you want. Is, is that an important uh, thing for someone that, you know, gets uh, to, to, that wants to create a business? Is that important at the beginning or, or how, how do you, how do you, what's your opinion about the diversification? You know, it's just, this is mostly for the, the, the new side hustler, right? So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. basically, and I'm, I'm glad that I have a different opinion than most people is, uh, no, no, don't worry about diversification, do something well and figure out how to do it. And then you can start diversifying later. Right. If you try to diversify right now, let's say for example, you're like, Hey, I think Amazon still is decent. I'm going to get into some affiliate marketing. I'm going to do a niche site. I also want to do drop shipping because those margins are better. And I think I'm going to do YouTube because I want to start my platform and podcasting seems pretty easy because I already have the equipment since I'm doing YouTube videos. So all of a sudden you end up <laughs> thinking, all right, I'm really diversified. I have these four different, you know, pretty independent streams. And by the way, I mean, the physical market in my local area uh, is great. So I'm going to get into some rental properties as well it's going to be really, really unlikely that you're going to be successful if you also have a full-time job. Now, what you can do, you can do everything. Like almost anyone can do everything, but you just can't do it all at once. So if you just take your time, you execute on the one thing that you're working on at the time, then and get it to a, a complete state. You have to finish your projects. If you, if you get 99% done for each one of those, you still haven't finished anything. So you really have to, you know, outline what the complete project is, what you're going to do, and then do it. So diversification, I think, is stupid until you have a really good reason to diversify. So, and yeah, you could pick examples. Anyone can pick examples where it's like, um, you should have diversified. It would have been smarter, but you never know, like, how things are going to turn out. And in general, people think they're diversifying. Let's say... I see this all the time too. Oh, I should have, uh, you know, five different affiliate sites so that I'm diversified. Guess what? If they're all monetized by Amazon, you weren't diversified. You just got hit in the same way five times. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that said, I started with a mindset of diversifying, even though I didn't put it in those terms. But at the same time that I started niche site project, that was roughly when I started working online. And at this point in time, it was really good that mm -hmm. I did both. Meanwhile, my friends that were doing only affiliate marketing, they crushed me. They, they, they went so far ahead. Their affiliate marketing area is just so more massive, so much more massive than what I'm doing right now, but they, they don't have the platform that I have right now. So it's a little bit different in, you know, maybe they got hit pretty hard with this last update and, you know, I'm hit hard too, but I have a much easier pivoting angle to get into. Right, right. Uh, I had a feeling that you were talking about me. <laughs> uh, oh, did you do all that? I do all that, yes. <laughs> but but uh, at the same time, um, you know, I, 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 I see that, um, you know, I have this Amazon affiliate website. I have this YouTube channel, which, you know, it can be monetized uh, in the future when you have subscribers. You can have uh, products like you do reviews. So it's kind of, you know, building up, stacking if you want. Um, uh, the opportunities if you want, but I get your point, uh, because if you do five things at the, at the time, you're not going to be able to like, uh, uh, get where you want to get, uh, like in, in, in one year or two years, you know, it's going to take you longer if you want, because you, you're building, you're working on so many things, right? And it may work out beautifully, but it's going to be, you know, if it took you one, I'm just going to make this up. I'm not talking yeah, to you specifically, yeah, yeah. but since you, you brought it up, <laughs> um, if you're working on say four different things and each one would have taken you one year to be successful for easy math here in four years, you would have all four of those in place, but let's say you're working on all four at once. Maybe it's going to take you eight years, six or eight years, right. but at the end of it, you may have a much more robust um, like business. And skill set right. too, because right. I think you're right. When you have all the things coming together at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to figure out what you want to do. And sure. if it makes you happy to work on multiple things for the variety, that's cool. I, I mean, sure. you know, everybody has to make their own decision <laughs> on what they like to work on.
Exactly. I'm uh, on the chat now on YouTube. Uh, I think we're going to just wrap this thing up, uh, everybody. So <clears throat> I'm very respectful of uh, Doug's time. And I want to uh, let you know, guys, that if you have questions, now is the time to put them there. Uh, maybe Doug has five more minutes to ask a question or two. If not, um, I'm just going to ask Doug if he wants to add anything uh, to uh, to this uh, awesome hangout that we had. I mean, I was very nervous because Doug is my mentor. And, uh, you know, having him on my channel is, uh, is, like, is like unbelievable. So I'm all sweat. My palms are all sweat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for having me, Adrian. Yeah, I'm happy to stick around for a few minutes and answer questions. If, uh, you know, Carl or George or Serptest or anybody else has questions. And, you know, a couple, you know, final thoughts here. Mm -hmm. One, you know, Adrian, you're doing great. I know I wasn't picking on you uh, for spreading yourself thin because nah, it's nah, fun it's, to do YouTube it's awesome, videos. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I you you always done that. Uh, even uh, sometimes in private, you say, "Hey, don't do this or don't do that." If you don't like something, you tell me straight away. So it's it's fine when you when you do that to me. I like it. You know, it's it's like, hey you know, keep it real, bro. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much time and you know, you're, you worked, you know, you work long hours, lot, yeah. you got the family, Sure, there's a lot of stuff. And I mean, it's just really hard to work on multiple things at once. So a um, couple of the other thoughts that I have are around just, should I, should I get started right now? Like, what should I do? And I, I know for a fact from just people that I've talked to and then some of the activity I've seen on my live streams, in my blog that people are at home, people are trying to find side hustles. And I would say, if you are thinking of starting something, start it as soon as possible. Yeah, sure. it could be a weird time right now. You may have to pivot a little bit, but you'll start learning and, and like basically understanding the process of starting a business online and or getting started in affiliate marketing or whatever kind of marketing you wanna do. There's a lot of different business models you can get into. Now further, you always, and I would say almost across the board, it's like you never hear from someone that says, I wish I would have waited to start my project. It's like, I wish I would have started a year or two before. Me personally, I wish I would have started the podcast at the same time I started the blog, but I'm glad that, I mean, it would have been hard and I would have been yeah. spread even more thin thinly, I guess. But at, at this point in time, if you are thinking of starting something, you should probably start it. If you start businesses right now, when we're going through a recession, who now who knows how long it'll be, you're going to have a kick-ass business at the end because you will push a little harder. You're crazy enough to start something now mm -hmm. and keep pushing through. So, I mean, there's going to be people trying to start businesses at the, you know, when, when we're lifting out of the recession, when the economy's going good and all that stuff, and you're going to be further ahead and you're going to be a little more, you know, tough and grizzled because you pushed through and you, you were crazy enough to start a business right now. That's awesome, awesome motivational uh, advice there, guys. So Doug is 100% on the money. You know, don't wait. There's no, they might, they might not be tomorrow, you know, so just start whatever you have in your mind, just start it today. I always talk to my colleagues as well at work, you know, don't wait, why, why, why the wait? Just go ahead and, if you want to do video, just take your phone, like I did in my first videos, I, I was recording myself on the machine, Hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. I was just talking rubbish, but uh, I'll, I'll record myself and start doing something. Uh, there's one question here, Doug, from Carl. Uh, he says, uh, is your training being updated to include YouTube? No, that's no. completely different scope. So that would potentially be another course, mm -hmm, for example. Mm -hmm. That is probably one of the further ones away just at this point in time. But that that's one thing that's really important. My course has never been an all inclusive, like, Hey, I'm going to teach you copywriting and YouTube and podcast and a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know why anyone would do a course like that. Now, I don't know if there may be a small component of, Hey, you can take some of your existing content and place it on YouTube. There's not a, there's not a lot of context to the question is the the text that I read it here, but in general, um, it won't include YouTube other than as it applies to affiliate marketing specifically. And, you know, another thing to add on top of that from a course creation perspective or even a content perspective, 
I'm teaching people how to start a Amazon affiliate site and some additional details with affiliate marketing, but teaching YouTube is much different. It's a little more complicated. Yeah. I can point people to services and Mm -hmm. say, sure, you know, pay them $200 to do one 92nd video. Mm-hmm. Not not the best use of money in my yeah. opinion. YouTube is a different beast altogether. Anyway, different algorithm, you know, different everything. Um, okay, I think I'm gonna wrap it up uh, here. Thanks uh, everybody to uh, who joined us today it was really awesome. Uh, thanks, Doug, for being here. Thanks for accepting, uh, you know, being on Hasta La Vista Boss YouTube channel. Uh, and um, remember, guys. Give me a thumbs up if you like this video, share it with your friends, and uh, subscribe to the channel. Until next time, stay focused because we're going to get rid of that boss, all right? Thanks. Bye, Doug. Thanks.